1: want to witness the world's biggest football game head to iCanWin.com.au, predict australia's score with a crystal ball and it could be you and a friend at the fifa world cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals all thanks to mcdonald's backers together and loving it tnc's apply
2: let's say, uh, welcome in a man who's rather busy b- busier than grant elliott's phone almost that phone never gets put down does it grant which one? The you're, burner? Yeah, the burner phone, especially. Uh, out of Spark Sports, there's a whole heap of high-quality sport on Spark at the moment. Scotty Stevenson leads a lot of the coverage. Uh, today, we've got a particular eye on uh, the Women's uh, Rugby World Cup. Sumo, great to have you on board. How do we find you? Morning, Scotty. Morning, Morning Grant. Yeah, Grant never puts down his
0: phone, Snarky. There's no doubt about that. He's uh, He is just all sums, that man and uh, I've never seen such fast-moving thumbs, but uh, gee, it feels like only yesterday I was with you, Grant Elliot, and today I'm on the holiday highway north to the province of my birth, the greatest part of the country. Te Tai
1: to Well, we were together yesterday, actually, Scotty. We were. We, yeah,
2: there was a joke. Oh, it was Grant, a, it was a yeah, joke.
1: He's a funny man, Scotty. Yeah. He, uh, Scotty, uh, I was telling um, Daniel McCarty about our, uh, our time together sampling the cuisine in Christchurch and the sort of deals that are going around there.
0: <laughs> are you referring to the Four Briani Mumbai Walla um, <laughs> undercut? It was uh, it was quite the experience. De- a delicious chow, but uh, boy, paying that bill was problematic. Investigations were launched. You were, you were straight back in there for an inquiry. There was a steward's inquiry. And I love the bloke just, Admitted defeat and went, yeah, I've probably uh, chucked a few more brianis on there than I needed to, so here's a hundie. It was quite tough. <laughs> Kept
2: was some high-quality Enron counting going on. Magnificent. Yeah. You know, times are, tough in the, times are tough in the restaurant game. When Elliot wanders in, you're like, oh, I'm going to get into that wallet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it? Well,
0: Graham was supposed to book it under Brendan McCallum, and then we wouldn't have had any problems. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but unfortunately, tell them the story, Scotty, because you're going to tell them anyway. Tell them what happened. You walked uh, in before I got there.
0: Well, I, uh, well you said to me, I'm going to book the table under Paz McCullum because we'll be guaranteed a spot then, uh, which is true. But instead, you booked it under Grant Elliott. I walked in, I saw a table under Elliott, and the guy behind the counter said, who? <laughs>
2: oh, oh, no, Grant.
1: Yeah, I should have booked it under Brendan.
2: Absolutely
1: poor. <laughs> All
2: right, should we get to the job at hand? You, you are fizz for yeah. this. It is in your neck of the, wo- uh, the woods. That's got to be special. Uh, last week, a triple header. We, we, we got what we outlined, and we, we're by no means experts in this field, Scotty. By far, in a way, the, the three best sides on day number one in England, France, yeah. and New Zealand, of course. We, now you've had a few days to digest You know, what stood out on that first day? Was it an individual, a team performance? You know, memories of just seven, eight days ago, what's the most important?
0: Well, I I mean, I I think from a New Zealand perspective, coming up against the Welsh tomorrow, Dan, uh, Daniel, the the, the fact is that um, the Welsh had to work very, very hard to overcome Scotland, and their discipline was abysmal. Uh, They conceded 16 penalties in that game. Um, Ironically, they won the game uh, on earning their fifth in the 85th minute of the match. They had to go 26 phases to get into position to win that penalty and then obviously win the game. So, look, they'll be feeling it. They'll be feeling a bit battered and bruised. That was a ruthless encounter between Scotland and Wales last week. I know the coach has come out. He's quite bullish about the Welsh chances tomorrow. Um, I can't see it happening. If they show that kind of discipline at Waitakere tomorrow afternoon against the Ferns, they are going to get pumped like a bouncy castle. There's no doubt about that for me. Um... So, I mean, that's an interesting equation for today. Uh, The English were were spectacular in that second half against Fiji, but I like the way that Fiji took the chaos to them in the first half. The problem with playing chaos against a well-structured team is you've got to be committed to that and fit enough to do it for 80 minutes. Yeah. uh, We've seen teams, you know, in our time calling rugby games Daniel that can play the chaos brand, Uh, but if they're not conditioned to do that, they're going to come unstuck in the end. So... I think that's a positive for New Zealand. If they're eyeing up England at some stage in this tournament and guaranteed at some stage they're going to have to play them if they get that far, um, they'll, they'll be buoyed by that. I thought the French were very clinical, um, and I really love uh, their halfback, Lausanne Sous. She was player of the, of the uh, Six Nations. She's a remarkable halfback. They run a lot of play off her. And the midfield battle tonight, 8pm, by far and away the game of the round, France taking on England and Whangarei tonight, that is going to be an absolute ripper. And the result, I think, will go a long way to... open ...or whether England already has one hand on the trophy.
1: Scotty, I want to ask you about the opening game, obviously, against Australia. It has been spoken about quite a bit. Do you think that um, the Black Ferns are over that sort of psychological... Um, I'd say excitement of being at home and anxiety and fear of failure, all, all those emotions that you experience playing in a home World Cup and the pressure and expectation, do you th- think they're over that and it has been a good thing to experience against Australia in the initial uh, hurdle? Yeah, I mean, they were shocks, weren't
0: they? Uh, a lot of emotion in that stadium. I mean, for all of those women... <laughs> who don't just carry themselves into the game, but they carry the the pedigree and the legacy of the Black Ferns into this tournament. There were a lot of firsts that they all were encountering. It was a big crowd. It was a wonderful occasion. Um, And then I I just think they were just overexcited, really. Um, It took them a while to settle into the game. And and I think you have to say They would have rolled over the top of Australia eventually. But when points differential is going to be a massive factor, I think, in sorting out how the playoffs are structured, uh, they yes. needed to get a hurry on, and they were certainly helped by some poor discipline from Australia. And those two um, yellow cards handed out at the same time. I, I thought Parry was lucky not to be red-carded, frankly. Uh, but, you know, look, 15 on 13 and a Black Ferns team that had settled the nerves, good to go. And, and I think they'll be so much better for that occasion, for playing at that stadium and, and just getting it out of the system. Now they've had a chance to do that. Now they've got that elephant um, out of the way. Uh, They can get to Waitakere in front of, you know, what's a more moderate 4,500, still a sellout, but 4,500 is different to 35. uh, And they can actually settle into their game from the get-go. They've made a lot of changes too. So uh, interesting to see how how this new-look team goes.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm interested in that. and, And probably more so, not just for the game against Wales, but how this tournament plays out. You, of course, want some consistency in selection, but you also don't want to ignore the, the form uh, player, uh, even if they're a, you know, may, maybe of a less experienced ilk. So are there particular areas in the field that are more interesting to you as far as selections for for the bigger games um, as the tournament progresses, Scotty? Yeah, I think midfield's
0: going to give uh, the selectors a bit of a headache through this tournament. I, I assume you're referring
2: to the New Zealand side, Daniel? Yes, I was, yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, I'm I'm really excited to see Sylvia Brunt back in action. She made her debut uh, for the Black earlier this year in the Pack Four, and it was at Waitakere Stadium. And she's just going to be an out-and-out superstar of the game. She's such a powerful ball runner. Having the experience Fitzpatrick inside at 12 for this game is going to be great, and then outside her, Renee Wycliffe and Portia Woodman, so she's got she's got good targets left and right, and she's also got some uh, some helping hands on the inside. I, I think when you look at Amy Duplessis, you've also got Stacey Flula, Therese Fitzpatrick and Sylvia Brunt all vying for those starting 12 and 13 jobs. Uh, it's exciting for the selectors, uh, but they're going to want to see something quite special from Brunt today, I think, and from Fitzpatrick for that matter. Ruby too, moving back to fullback is a really interesting call, but I think that's the case of just wanting to have your best players on the park. And, um, you know, I'm sure she'll acquit herself very well at fullback in a very different role, unfortunately for Renee Holmes in that opening game just made a couple of defensive lapses that wouldn't have gone unnoticed by this coaching group who are hard pass masters. You need someone Nine. in there who's going to make those covering tackles and um, we'll, so we'll see how she goes. But, you know, I think the locks will take care of themselves. The two favourites here will be Chelsea Bremner um, and, and I think Jonangan Wu, who has a chance to be the player of the tournament in my mind. She's just an out-and-out weapon, Jonangan Ngann Wu, and, and I think the front row is going to be a bit of a mix. I, I think last week's front row was probably our best um, but you know, good to see big T Bone Kaluna Valley out there today and uh, uh, tomorrow, and see how she goes because she can make a massive impact. I don't know as much of a starter as off the bench, but we're about to find out.
1: Scotty, well, what have the crowds been like, and how important is this Rugby World Cup for the future of the uh, the sport for for young girls growing up and the aspirations? I know you're a huge advocate for women's sport, but um, I have seen a few clips and. It looks like uh, there is a lot of support and um, it's not just, you know, girls in the stadium supporting, but, you know, my my kids at home, my two young boys, they're also supporting it. There's a lot of kids getting behind it and it's the first time it really has been showcased in New Zealand.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's just important for young girls watching. I think it's important for young boys who want to get involved in the game as well. I I mean, there, there is a big difference that you notice on the weekend at Eden Park between uh, the opening match of, of this Rugby World Cup, or the opening three matches, should I say, um, and perhaps going to an all-black test where you've got a slightly different crowd, um, mm. a, a crowd that's it's probably a bit dure. Um I, I always find going to an all-black game that the crowd can feel kind of threatening from time to time, actually. It just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't feel <laughs> like hostile. people are there to enjoy. It, it really doesn't feel like people are there to enjoy themselves. It feels like mm. they're just there on the expectation that the All Blacks will win and they'll give something to to whinge about after if they don't. Um, So there was a really festive atmosphere both in Auckland and in Whangarei, uh, which was great to be around. Um, And, yeah, I am a huge advocate for sport, and and I would would take it out of, you know, what this is going to do for future generations playing. I, I hope that some of the corporates that make a big song and dance about how much they want to support women's sport actually start walking the walk instead of just talking the talk. Because you know, I hear this all the time from these big companies who say they're right and they're in it and they're right in behind and they do all this and you know first time you tap them for a bit of sponsorship money they uh, they run away at a hundred miles an hour so you know I hope that the corporates will look at these kinds of occasions these kinds of athletes and say do you know what there's some value in this uh, and there is value to be made and I don't want it to be just. Uh, An add on to my sponsorship of a blokes team. Uh, I want to target my marketing and sponsorship mm. money into this side of the game. That would be a massive result for me.
2: Yeah, fine words, Sumo. Great to hear your voice, mate. We'll let you get back, because I, I know there'll be some form of street parade when you get back into Titoitokadal. They'll be throwing palms at your feet <laughs> or w- whatever you do when you return, <laughs> my friend. You take it easy, mate. Keep up the great work. Look forward to chatting down the line.
1: Let that Briani settle, Scotty. i yeah.
0: <laughs> Fabriani's
2: still working its way through, I can tell you right now. Great to chat, boys. Scotty Sumo-Stevenson with Spark Sports with the cricket yesterday, but of course uh, he'll be leading uh, the coverage uh, of the uh, women's uh, World Cup. um, Make sure you you keep an eye across uh, that.